Shabbat Shalom, Body of Messiah, Mark Cooley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's Laws and Commandments. We pray that your past week was good, healthy, whole, that the joy of Yahweh was manifesting in your life, and that his blessing was abundant in your life and that you had a week of great peace, shalom, wholeness, soundness, completeness. I want to thank you for tuning in to our channel. I want to thank everybody for their support, whether it's through friendship, whether it's financially, whether it's through prayer, um, whatever. I just greatly appreciate it. And we just keep praying that Yahweh would anoint our ministry and to take the words that he gives to us and I share with you on this channel and in our fellowship and to take it to be a blessing, to encourage, to strengthen other brethren because the things that we go through are not unique. Everybody goes through the same things. So we've been talking about the last two, three weeks. We talked about the Amalekites. We talked about Edom and Esau versus Jacob. And there's a few other scriptures that I came across in my study that I didn't get to go over just for time's sake, that I want to share with you today concerning them. And we're going to continue talking about the Hebrew word Hamas, which in Hebrew means wicked, murderous, violence. And we're going to see what the prophets say about it and what Yahweh says about it in the Torah and I want to put you in remembrance of Sodom and Gomorrah and we're going to turn there to Genesis 18 and we're going to go over that and then we're going to go over a few other scriptures that talk about the end times that talk about Hamas that talk about violence against Israel and Judah and against Jerusalem. Now there are many reasons that we and things we can pull out of when we study Genesis 18 and 19 about Sodom and Gomorrah. One of them is Yahweh would not keep from Abraham what he was intending to do. And that Abraham was protected. And you know, one of the things that we need to understand about the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, is that it did not just start as a nation or even as a people. It started 
through one individual, and his name was Abraham. Then it went to Abraham's family, and then it was to Isaac, and then Isaac's family, and then it went to Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, and then it began to keep multiplying down through the generations until it multiplied to a place where they were a people, a nation of people. And so it all started with one individual. So I want to encourage you, don't be discouraged if all you are ministering to is one individual or two individuals or just your family. It all starts with one. And from there, the anointing and Yahweh will multiply it for generations to come. All right, in Genesis chapter 18, <clears throat> and, you know, I would read Genesis 18 and 19 to get the full context, but we just want to look at a few verses. And Yahweh said, verse 20, Yahweh said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, or Hamas. Notice it says their sin is very grievous. He said, you know, he, Yahweh's saying that th this has come to his attention and that the cry from obviously people of righteousness that lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, their cry because of the violence that was taking place, the perversion that was taking place, and all the other wicked things that were taking place. And you can compare those things to what the terrorist group Hamas does and those Muslim, pagan, Arab nation terrorists do. They think nothing about murdering children. They think nothing about one of the reports were that a woman was pregnant and while she was alive, they cut out her baby out of her womb. Now, you don't get much twisted, violent, wicked, evil, perverted than that. Another report that my wife saw was that it was reported to people in the, in the Senate and the government and leaders throughout many media nations that they literally took babies that were alive, threw them in the oven and cooked them, burnt them alive. And this is what pro-Palestinian, pro-terrorist groups, um, 
these students on campus and all these protests throughout the world, this is what they're supporting. It's just basically hatred for Yah's chosen, the people of Israel. And it says here that this cry has come up before Yahweh in Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, I believe the same thing is taking place as people that are of Israel, for Israel, are praying and crying out to Yahweh on behalf of what is going on over in the Middle East, especially since October 7th, 2023. And if Yahweh said Sodom and Gomorrah's sin is very grievous, then the sin, the wickedness, the violence, the Hamas that is taking place not just in Israel, but throughout the world, is very grievous to Yahweh as well. And there is just so much of wickedness that can go on before Yahweh has said, enough is enough. And he begins to respond with his judgments and with his cleansing. Not only did Yahweh release his judgments against Sodom and Gomorrah, but he cleansed that land of its wickedness. Now think about in Genesis 6, let's just flip on back there. Genesis 6, and we can read in verse 5, and it says, And Yahweh saw that the Hamas, that's the Hebrew word for wickedness, of man, was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now, if you read before it, you see that there were giants in the earth, and they were going in and having sexual relations with humans, and because of this, and other wickedness that is not written here, Yahweh decided enough is enough. And he said to Noah to build an ark, and he gave Noah time to build that ark as that wickedness and that perversion continued. The violence continued. But there came a time when Noah and his family got the job done 
and they were protected. And only after they were protected did Yahweh respond, not just with judgment to destroy the wicked, Hamas, evil, murdering, perverted people, but he also, and I never saw this till last night, that he cleansed the earth of its wickedness. He cleansed the earth from its Hamas people. He cleansed the earth from its violence that was taking place. And then you go to Sodom and Gomorrah and the same principle. See, everything that we find in the beginning in the law first mentioned is a modus operandi, if you would, or a way that Yahweh operates. When he releases judgments, it's just not about his wrath destroying wicked, evil people, but it's about cleansing the earth of its wickedness. And now back to Genesis 18. And we see in verse 21, he says, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is now come unto me. If not, I will know it. Meaning, if that cry is inaccurate, then he will know it and respond accordingly. But if that cry is accurate, then he will respond accordingly. And we see here that it says in verse 22, And men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before Yahweh, and Abraham drew near and said, Will you also destroy the righteous with the wicked, with the Hamas? And when you read the rest of the chapter, you'll see that the answer was no. That if he could find ten righteous, he would not destroy them. So we know that Yahweh did not destroy Abraham nor his family. He did not destroy them. And so Psalm 91 says that a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Uh, Yahshua gave a parable. And in this parable, he says that there were two in the field. One was taken 
and one was not. In that same parable, I believe it talked about that there were two sowing. One was taken and one was not. Let's see if I can uh, pull up that scripture and we can look at it. And you can see Matthew 24, verse, 20, verse 40. So read the full chapter um, of Matthew 24. Let me just turn there. Bear with me a moment. Matthew. And remember Matthew was a Hebrew. And it's talking about the end times. Nations will rise against nations. Wars, um, pestilences, famines. All these are the beginning of wars. Uh, um, then it talks about the desolation of, that Daniel talked about. Then he also said in verse 37... But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. In part, what that is saying is that in the days of Noah, there was great Hamas, wickedness, violence, murder, perversion. And Yahshua said that as in the days of Noah... So it shall be at the coming of the Son of Man. So also we know that Yahweh not only destroyed the Hamas, the violence, but he cleansed the earth. So when Yahshua comes, there's going to be much Hamas violence on the earth. He's not only going to destroy it and destroy those involved in it and they will suffer eternal punishment because of it, but he will also cleanse the earth. He will cleanse all the land. And the righteous will be protected. Now many people think where it says, uh, verse 39, And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Alright? Then it says, verse 40, Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken, and the other Left Now ask yourself this question. Who was removed off the earth during the flood? Was it the righteous, Noah and his family? No, they were divinely protected. It was the wicked. It was those involved in Hamas, violence, perversion, wickedness, lawlessness, they were the ones that were destroyed. They were the ones that were removed. 
And they were the ones that were, or because of them, the earth was cleansed. And Yahshua is letting us know that just as in the flood, the wicked were taken and the elect inherited the earth. Proverbs 12, 7 says, the wicked or the Hamas shall be no more, but the house of the righteous, those that follow Yahweh and obey his laws and commandments, they shall be established. They shall be victorious. All right? Then it says, Two women shall be grinding at the meal, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Who's going to be taken? The wicked. The Hamas. And see, Yahshua is giving these examples, referencing it will be just like in the days of Noah. And this is what took place during the days of Noah. The wicked were removed. The earth was cleansed from its wickedness and wicked people. And the righteous were protected. And we see that same revelation with Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, here's something else that came across my mind today. And it's in Hebrews chapter 10. You know, many people especially in Christianity, teach that the law, Yahweh's laws and commandments, his instructions have passed away. They ended at the stake, or what they call the cross. But yet we still have laws in our nation that if you murder, you're going to be prosecuted according to the full extent of the law. If you rape someone, you are going to be prosecuted at the full extent of the law. If you steal from someone, you are going to be prosecuted at the full extent of the law. And where do, where do our, our nation's laws, our governmental laws, get these laws from? From the Torah. So they didn't end at the stake. Yahshua said in Matthew 5, 17 through 19 that they wouldn't end. He just came to complete them. That doesn't mean to, to do away with them or to put an end to them. He came to fulfill them. Now think about this. This is great analogy. When you go to the gas station, and you fill up your gas tank with gas, you're not ending gas. You are filling it up. You are completing the tank in your vehicle 
with gas. And Yahshua came to complete what was written in the Torah to show us how the Torah, what it was meant for, what it was about. And part of that is because the rabbis had changed so much of it that it no longer represented what was what it initially was intended. And so Yahshua did not end the Torah. And he says in verse 19, and this is where a lot of people, they don't read that verse. It says, those that teach not to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments will be considered least in the kingdom. And those that teach and obey Yahweh's laws and commandments will be considered the greatest in the kingdom. What are you going to do with that? If you believe that it ended, how does that verse play in effect? As well as many other verses. But in verse 26 of Hebrews 10, it says, For if we sin willfully, and sin is breaking Yahweh's laws and commandments. If we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, and the truth is Yahweh's laws and commandments, if you continue breaking them after you've experienced Yah's mercy and goodness, and you've been born from above, and you continue breaking Yahweh's laws and commandments, even though you're doing it ignorantly. The writer of Hebrews says, there remains no more sacrifice for your sins. There's nothing else Yahweh can do And there's nothing that the Messiah can do to remove and to deliver you from your lawlessness. If you, after you've received the truth, after you've been born from above, after you've experienced your spirit man coming alive and forgiveness came to you, and you continue in lawlessness, in wickedness, in Hamas. There's nothing Yahweh can do. You will experience not only the destruction eternally, but Yahweh is going to cleanse the earth from the lawlessness that you've established. Now, if you do a study that every time the children of Israel defied Yahweh's Sabbath especially, but all of his commandments, the scriptures reveal that they defiled the land and Yahweh had to cleanse the land. That's something to think about. 
our sin, people that are involved in Hamas, in violence and perversion, in murderings and rapes and any other kind of lawlessness, does just not defile you, does not just cause suffering to others, but it defiles the land. And I'm telling you, America has been defiled. Israel has been defiled. The whole earth has been defiled. And there's coming not only judgments, but Yahweh's going to cleanse the land. And he's going to protect the righteous while that cleansing is taking place. Hallelujah. That should give you a lot of things to think about, to pray about, to feed on, to study about. Now let's go, uh, let's first turn to Psalms 140, and we're going to see the word Hamas used in Scripture numerous times, and I wanted to really dive into the book of Joel, chapter 3. Uh, I might not be able, to, for time's sake, get into the whole thing, but I would encourage you to read it. But in Psalms 140, it says in verse 1, Deliver me, O Yahweh, from the violent man, from the wicked man, from the Hamas man, and preserve me from violent man, from Hamas. That's the Hebrew word, Hamas. So David is praying that Yahweh would preserve him, protect him from Hamas. And this is a good verse to pray over not only the people of Israel, the land of Israel, the governments of Israel, the military of Israel, but the people of Israel everywhere because Hamas and the spirit of Hamas is manifesting throughout the world. And there's coming a cleansing. There's coming a destruction to Hamas as well as a cleansing from all its evil. Now, here's something else to think about. What, and it's something I personally believe. 1 Corinthians 15 talks about first the natural, then the spiritual. I believe it's verse 46. And what we're seeing in Israel, what we're seeing in all the nations of the world, all these protests and the hate against Israel and against Yahweh and against Yahweh's commandments and against Judah, the Jews, and the war that is taking place in all these nations, even though it's not on the same level as in the land of Israel, 
that same warfare that's taking place in the earth is manifesting here and it is manifesting in the spiritual as well. And when the spiritual gets done with it, when Yahweh's army, his angels get done with it in the heavenlies, it will show up in the earth and the earth's anti-Israel Hamas armies shall be destroyed and somehow, someway, I don't know how, Yahweh's going to cleanse the earth of all Hamas. Whether it's a terrorist army Hamas or just people deceived by the spirit of Hamas in attacking Israel in any way, shape, fashion, or form. They shall be removed, they shall be judged, and the land shall be cleansed of them. You see in verse 4, David prays, Keep me, O Yahweh, from the hands of Hamas. Preserve me from the violent Hamas man who have purpose to overthrow my goings. And this is something you can pray over yourself and over the other body of Israel. Verse 6, I said unto Yahweh, Thou art my Elohim. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Yahweh. And then verse 13, Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name, Yahweh. The upright, the obedient to Yahweh's laws and commandments, the righteous that have received Yahshua and have been cleansed of all unrighteousness, we are clean, Yahshua said in John 15, 3, through the words, through the instructions, through the writings, through the Torah that Yahshua spoke to them. That's what that verse means Hebraically. And so we, the righteous, need to give thanks to his name. Now how can you give thanks to his name if you don't know his name, if you don't operate in his name, if you don't use his name and not a title or not a false name. He said, give thanks unto his name. He has only one name. His name is Yahweh, or Yah for short, or Yahweh in Hebrew. And the upright shall dwell in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's turn to Isaiah. We'll just read one verse there. Chapter 60. I pray this is in giving you some enlightenment. Verse 18. Giving you some revelation concerning the word Hamas. And 
as you are in Israel, that you are protected from Hamas. And that we need to pray that however Hamas has affected us and the land, that Yahweh would cleanse it. That Yahweh would cleanse it of all unrighteousness. Okay, verse 18 says, Violence or Hamas shall no more be heard in the land. Okay, this is the prophet speaking. Yahweh's speaking to Israel. And this is a promise for Israel. So you can pray this over the land of Israel today, over the people of Israel, wherever they may be living. That Hamas violence, and it's just not simple violence, it's murderous, wicked, perverted violence, shall be no more heard in the land. Wasting nor destruction within your borders. But you shall call thy walls salvation, or Yahshua, and thy gates praise. So here is a word about Hamas. No more being heard in the land. The spirit behind Hamas. And what this tells me is the Arab, Iranian, Muslim, anti-Messiah, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic nations and people shall be destroyed and removed and Yahweh is going to cleanse, first of all, the nation of Israel in the Middle East from Hamas. He's also going to cleanse the earth from Hamas. Think about what Hitler did. And Yahweh cleansed Israel, the people of Israel, the people of Judah, and even the nation of Germany from this Hamas. And those that are trying to carry out that spirit of Hamas, Nazism in America or in any other nation, you too shall be removed and our land cleansed of your evil. It's the prophet. It's what the scripture says. All right, let's look in Joel chapter 2, or chapter 3, excuse me, and we'll finish here. Joel chapter 3, verse 1, it says, For behold, in those days, and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations, and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. 
and will plead with them there for my people. So he separates them from his people and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel. All 12 tribes of Israel. Not Christianity, not Mormonism, not Seventh-day Adventist, not Muslims, not Hindus, but his people, his heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered, they, the pagan nations, the nations that are anti-Yahweh, anti-Israel, in word and in spirit and in deed, whom they have scattered among the pagan nations, and parted, notice this, my land, and parted, or separated, or divided his land. What's his land? The land of Canaan that was promised to Abraham, one man, and to his descendants, all the, all the nations of Israel. And those in Messiah are grafted in. That is his land. The land and the people are his land. It's just not physical land, but we the people are part of that land. You cannot separate the people from the land. And I know many Torah people have tried to do this. And they will be in serious trouble with Yahweh unless they repent. All right? And I would encourage you to read this whole chapter. But for time's sake, let's just uh, hit a few verses. Verse 6. The children also of Judah. The children also of Judah. And the children of Jerusalem. Have you sold unto the Grecians? that you might remove them far from their border, Israel. Behold, I will raise them out of the place whither you have sold them and will return your recompense upon your own head. Meaning, what you did to Israel, Yahweh's going to do to you. We read that in Obadiah, uh, either last week or the week before. And Yahweh says, I will sell your sons and your daughters, this is to the pagan nations, into the hand of the children of Judah. And they shall sell them to the Sabaeans, to a people far off. For Yahweh has spoken it. Proclaim this among the pagans. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty men. You know, this is something I've been saying for weeks. When Hamas attacked Israel, they caught Israel sleeping. 
They called, caught Israel, spiritually and physically, napping. And even the prime minister said, it's on him. We missed it. We messed up. You would never hear Biden say that. You would never hear any American politician take responsibility like that. They'd blame it on the other Democratic Party or the Republican Party or, or somebody. They wouldn't say, it stops with me. I'm the chief. I messed up. We messed up. And we are going to make things right for the people. And they took responsibility. Well, one of the things that I've been saying is you've, you've wounded the lion and you woke him up. And the scripture says that out of Zion shall roar Yahweh. And Israel has been wounded and he is like a wounded lion and he's coming after Hamas. He's coming after every anti-Israel spirit, Hamas, Muslim, Arab, nation, and spirit. And they are going to be destroyed and they are going to be removed. In Israel's leader's own words, he said, we will not stop till all of Hamas is destroyed and whatever it takes whatever it takes and that's the attitude people have to have if you're going to walk in victory you're not just going to accept partial victory you're not just going to accept a treaty because you cannot make a peace treaty with someone that's out to kill you. Can't do it. They've tried to do it because of political reasons, because of the United Nations, because of uh, social media, because of being politically correctness, but no more. Israel is a set-apart nation to live according to Yahweh's set-apart laws, and Yahweh said, in Deuteronomy 7, make no treaty with them. Destroy them. That is referring to all the ites, which is where all Muslim, Arab, hate nations, violence against Israel nations come from. And that commandment is still accurate. That commandment is still a commandment. You are not to make any treaty with them. And because of the pressure of politics, Israel's tried to live by peace with their neighbors. Not anymore. You're either going to leave them alone or they're coming after you. All right. Now, if you look in verse 12, it says... Let the pagans be awakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge 
all the pagans round about. And then he says, put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full. The fats overflow, meaning with wickedness, with Hamas, it's overflowing. Yahweh's saying, enough is enough. For their Hamas, wickedness, violence is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of Yahweh is near in the valley of decision. Verse 16, Yahweh also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice, his laws and commandments from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth shall shake or be cleansed. But Yahweh will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Not Christianity, not pagans, Muslims, Mormons, Catholics, Christianity, or any other false religious group, but he will be the strength of the children of Israel. See, we need to read the prophets and the Torah and the whole Bible through a Hebraic perspective. Who's Yahweh talking about here? He's talking about the children of Israel. He's talking about Judah. And he's talking about everybody else outside of that, which he calls heathen or pagan nations. So shall you know that I am Yahweh, your Elohim, dwelling in Zion. My set-apart mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be set apart. And there shall no strangers, or, and what strangers mean is people that are not obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, there, there shall be no more, no one like that passing through her anymore. Hallelujah. Look in verse 19. Egypt shall be a desolation, and Edom, we talked about Edom, Edomites, Esau, all of that is the Arab, Muslim, anti-Israel, pagan nations that surrounds Israel, that is also those that have left those pagan nations that are living in other nations of the world. They shall be a desolation. They shall be a desolate wilderness. They shall look like Sodom and Gomorrah, dead. No fruitfulness. Nothing is growing in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's still fried to a crisp. <clears throat> For the violence against the children of Judah 
because they have shed innocent blood in their land. This all is taking place because of the violence, the Hamas, against the children of Judah. And because of the blood that has been shed in Israel by the people of Hamas and by those that have the spirit of Hamas. But Judah, verse 20, shall dwell forever. But Judah shall dwell forever. This is Yahweh speaking through the prophet Joel. Judah shall dwell forever. And Jerusalem from generation to generation. Muslims may attack Israel, but they shall be destroyed. It doesn't say Muslims shall, shall dwell forever. It doesn't say Christians shall dwell forever. It says Judah, which is one-twelfth of the tribe of Israel, shall dwell forever. Hallelujah. And Jerusalem for three generations. No, it doesn't say that. It says from generation to generation, and you can just keep going to generation to generation to generation to generation to generation. Now, it's whether or not you want to be part of Israel and included in Israel that will dwell in Jerusalem from generation to generation. If we die, when we come back with Yahshua, and he takes over Israel, Jerusalem, and he destroys and releases all the judgments, all the cleansing, it's going to be done in Jerusalem, not in the United States, not in Canada, not in Jamaica, not in Africa, but in Jerusalem, with the people that have been grafted in to Israel, and with the native-born Israelites who followed Yahweh's laws and commandments. Are all Jews saved? No. Are all people that were born in Israel saved? No. They have to receive Yahshua and live according to Yahweh's laws and commandments. Now, we know that before Messiah came, if they followed Yahweh's laws and commandments, they were his set-apart people. But if they didn't, if they followed the same gods that the pagan nations followed and got involved in the same wickedness and lawlessness and perversion and violence that the pagans were, well, they were lost. All right, one more verse. Verse 21, For I will cleanse their blood, that I have not cleansed, for Yahweh dwells in Zion. So it says here that Yahweh Hallelujah. is going to cleanse their blood. He's going to cleanse Israel. He's going to cleanse, cleanse, and cleanse. So, the purpose of this is to reveal more fully 
just how much the scriptures talk about Hamas and how much Yahweh reveals the end result from the beginning concerning Hamas and those that are caught up under the spirit of Hamas, even if it's in foolishness, like the protests and the people saying stupid things on social media. And so Yahweh is going to not only destroy Hamas like he did in the flood, like he did in Sodom and Gomorrah, but he's going to cleanse Israel and he's going to cleanse the land and he's going to cleanse all nations from the people of Hamas, the spirit of Hamas, and any person that is anti-Yahweh's laws and commandments, anti-Israel in any way, shape, fashion, or form. And so, I don't know how, but there's a cleansing about to manifest. And once the angels break through, like it is revealed in Daniel chapter 10, when Daniel was praying 21 days, and Gabriel or Michael manifested and said, you know, we've been withheld um, for 21 days, as they fought um, the demon principalities and powers um, over Greece and Persia to get to Daniel. Once they break through, there's going to be a destruction to Hamas as well as a cleansing. And we don't want anybody destroyed. We would rather them turn from their wickedness. But if not, Yahweh's going to cleanse the earth of Hamas. So I pray this brings you some enlightenment. I pray this gives you some, some insight. And that Hebraically shows us what time we're in, what's about to take place, and that you will be protected like Abraham was. You will be protected like Noah and his family were. So, Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this teaching. We pray that this would be a blessing to the body of Messiah. We pray that it would be a blessing to all of Israel. And we pray that people would comprehend and understand it and follow your laws and commandments. It's time to come out of wickedness. It's time to renounce Hamas. It's time to renounce all violence, all perversion, all wickedness, all lawlessness, and turn to Yahweh and to call upon him and to be delivered and set free. So, Father, we thank you for it by the power of your name. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us at YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com or on Facebook. You can connect with me, Mark Pulley, on Facebook or our assembly, Yahweh Yeshua Assembly. So until next time, Yahweh bless you, Yahweh make his face shine upon you, and Yahweh give you great peace.